Welcome to Needful King, a podcast dedicated to news, discussion, and analysis of Stephen King novels and adaptations. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Needful King, and check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Needful King. Hosts Vanessa Cole, Stephen King superfan, constant reader, and artist. You can find me on Twitter at VK Cole Artist and on Facebook and Instagram at VK Cole Art. And I'm your other host, Samantha, also a superfan and constant reader. I like to think I have the heart of a gunslinger and the mouth of Richie Tozier. And you can find me on Twitter at the Sansa Snark. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Hi, Sam, I'm good. It's good to be back together. I feel like yeah. uh, we, t- we took a bit of a hiatus after <laughs> covering the stand weekly, yeah. on a weekly basis, which which was a lot. It was, uh, but it was- I also <laughs> needed time to like wash it off of me. Exactly. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> good way to put it there. <laughs> yeah, but it's finally, it's finally gone. So, yes. but uh, yeah, no, <laughs> we have, we have a fun episode today. Um, too. We're just going to talk about two. There hasn't been like a ton of news lately. I mean, I, eh, but there's just these two couple of interesting stories that we're going to just explore a little bit more in depth for, for you today. Um, and just in case you are joining us for the first time, um, for a typical episode, here's how we do things. We start with any interesting patron questions or comments, then cover any news and updates on upcoming books and adaptations before jumping into our main discussion. Um, so let's see what's happening in the world of King, shall we? But before we get started with that, Vanessa, I think you have something exciting. Yes, we uh, we do have a new patron. So I did want to welcome and thank Blue, uh, which is the name they've chosen to use. So thank you so much for becoming a patron. We really thank do appreciate you. it. And yes. um, anyone else, if you're listening, we, we mentioned it in our intro, but um, you can definitely check us out at Needful King on Patreon. Um, you do get some benefits being one of our patrons and we definitely do appreciate the support. So um, thank you again, Blue. And yes, um, yeah, so um, we're ready to kind of jump into our main discussion, which the news really is our main discussion today. Yeah, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> uh, we have a, just a couple of articles um, that we wanted to talk about, which um, the first one is actually really interesting to me. And this comes from CBR.com. There's some unreleased Stephen King films that are going to be screened online for free uh, this month, actually, uh, coming up this weekend. So I believe it is the 23rd through the 25th, if I remember correctly. Um, And this is being put on by uh, the Stephen King Rules Festival, which is co-hosted by Barker Street Cinema Partners, James Douglas and Norm Coyne, uh, who made their own dollar baby adaptation of King's Sherlock Sherlock Holmes mystery, The Doctor's Case, um, which has been previously previously released and actually won it says 15 awards at more than 40 international festivals and this one will also screen during this particular festival which um is exciting because i've never seen this i didn't even know that um this movie was made and i do vaguely remember the short story it's kind of a funny um mystery where watson actually ends up solving the case instead of holmes which <laughs> kind of a cool take on it um yeah. but this one's really interesting i'm i mean i always love seeing King adaptations and to see a bunch that have just never been released before for free is very, very exciting to me. Um, Some of the other ones that they're going to include here are One for the Road, The Boogeyman, The Last Rung on the Ladder, My Pretty Pony, and The Passenger. Um, You can actually go to barkerstreetcinema.com and get the full schedule. 
and it's going to be available on that cinema's private Vimeo channel. And they're also going to have some interviews and panel discussions with the filmmakers. Um, so that's really cool. Um, you can also follow this uh, festival on Twitter. It's at Stephen King RLZ, or you can follow the hashtag uh, Stephen King Rules. So really, really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Are you, are you going to check it out, Sam? I'm going to try. Yeah. Um, I have some time this weekend, so I'm going to see what I can, what I can watch. I'm definitely interested to see um, the one for the road, because that is kind of sort of a, a follow-up to uh, the, the events that happened in Salem's Lot. Um, and it's just a really, it's a interesting short story and Salem's Lot's always been one of my favorite works. Um, so that's, that's pretty neat. Um, the Boogeyman, I think is also going to be a, a really fun one. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. And what's really fascinating about this film festival thing is, you know, again, yes, these are all, you know, like independently made films and, you know, but they if I'm understanding the the kind of the point of this film festival is that Stephen King has always allowed filmmakers to adapt his like previously unproduced short stories for decades, like since the 70s. And it's only, I mean, I'm trying to find the details of it, but is it called the dollar baby deal because he only charges them a dollar? Yeah, I think that's, so. That's okay, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. So I, I just had to kind of pull up the, I pulled up the website just now because I did want to look at all of the, the films because I do remember looking through it uh, when I first saw the story and thinking, oh, okay, that one looks good, that one looks good. But yeah, there's, I'm just such a huge fan of Stephen King's like much, like his first collections of short stories, like Night Shift and and it's just, there are some really good ones in here that are being adapted. Um, Gray Matter, do you remember Gray Matter? So like, <laughs> that <by> one, <laughs> that one is really creepy. Um, it's a a short story from, I believe, yeah, I think it was from um, Night Shift. And it's these guys who are sitting around, you know how Stephen King loves to have like the old timers like sitting around oh, at, yeah. like a stove or a convenience store or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they're sitting around talking and this young kid runs into the store and he's like really afraid. And he's like, you know, my dad, my dad really needs help. Like I need you guys to, to come with me. So they go to the apartment where he lives with his father and it's, it's really gross and creepy, but like essentially like they kind of like peek through the keyhole because um, they don't want to go in. And his dad has been like slowly transforming into a blob, basically, like a literal like blob of gray, slimy. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I remember this. And actually, um, if you've watched Creepshow on Shudder, there is one that is, I think, based on that story. Oh, it's like okay. the first episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's slightly different. I don't remember if he like turns into a blob or something, but he, he definitely is like transforming and he ends yeah. up like killing people that come try to help him. And it, yeah, yeah, it's pretty creepy. Yeah, this one, it, this one always really just creeped me out because of the way that they describe it. And the, you know, the kid who's, I think his name is Richie or maybe the dad's name is Richie. I don't remember. Um, but he, the son notices that his dad, he, he tells the, the group of, people he's like he ate he drank a bad can of beer and then he started yep. acting really weird so then yep. he's like then he sees his dad like eat a dead cat while he's mm -hmm. like you know he's avoiding the sunlight he's only drinking warm beer and then it's just like i don't know yeah. it's just gross and creepy and i love it and i'm just really actually yeah. excited to so see if that. you if you want to like go check this out i mean they've already done kind of a version of this with um the creep show 
yeah. anthology. And I think um, um, Giancarlo Esposito is in it, which is hey, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's great. Uh, yeah. So that's a good one to check out. Oh, and um, Adrian Barbeau from Swamp Thing. <laughs> she's, she's also in that episode. Okay, cool. So, yeah. It's oh, pretty that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that one. Um, I have a couple of other favorites that if you don't mind, I'm just going to run through and then, so here there be tigers is another one that I'm actually really excited to see because again, this is from, this is from skeleton crew, um, which isn't like his first, first collection of short stories, but it's definitely an older one. Um, but this is a very old story of his, um, he wrote this when I think it says when he was still in high school, it's like 1968 and it's just like a really um it's kind of like a a surreal kind of thing because it's about this young boy who he's like in third grade or something he really has to go to the bathroom but he doesn't want to because he had uh i don't remember if he's seen it before but at any rate once he he goes to the bathroom and he comes out to wash his hands and there is a tiger in the bathroom it's not explained at all why a tiger is in the bathroom but he is really scared and he like runs out of there and his teacher sent he's been gone for a long time so his teacher like sends in another student after him to check this kid goes into the bathroom never comes back out now he's like really afraid and his teacher comes looking for him and she goes into the bathroom and never comes back out so it's a lot of like it actually sounds like kind of a silly premise but like it's one of those things where it's like Stephen King like really just puts you in the head so well of this young kid and the way that he the way that Stephen King describes fear I think is one of his strongest suits and his, his ability to describe it, no matter what kind of point of view he's writing from, whether it's this young kid or it's a woman or it's a man or whatever, it's just, it's one of his greatest strengths. And again, it's never really explained why there's a tiger in the bathroom of this middle school, (laughs) but it's still just like, it's terrifying and it's really short. It's only, I don't know, probably a couple hundred words, like a few pages in Skeleton Crew, but it just always fascinated me. And the fact that it's, you know, one of his very first stories, I'm just, I don't know, I'm really excited to see it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, There's a couple that I am particularly interested in as well. Um, I saw that Popsy is on there. (laughs) This one is like, it's really, um, so there's this man who abducts children. (laughs) Okay. Uh, a terrible thing to do obviously he's um, a gambling addict and he um, pays his debts to a mobster by like taking these kids to a man named Mr. Wizard Um, and uh, it's it seems like it's human human trafficking basically is what's happening with these children which is horrible Uh, Mm -hmm. but he uh, ends up kidnapping the wrong child (laughs) which uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone but um, his popsy comes to get him and it does not go well for this man who has adopted this young boy so um that one seems like it could be good and fun one to to watch and then um, yeah so i'm I'm excited for everything's eventual um it's about richard dinky earnshaw who's a high school dropout but he got a good job because he actually has this ability to mentally influence people by drawing designs or pictures and he gets this like very strange job where he is contacted by someone who works for an organization that searches for people like this and they um, actually recruit them to kill targets <laughs> with their with their mental abilities but he never gets to know who or why um, only that they're bad people um, so it's yeah it's it you know draws on King's love of you know people with those kind of supernatural abilities and the morality of you know 
can you really trust that what you're doing is the right thing when you are not allowed to know all of the details? I mean, you just kind of have to go on faith that you're being told the truth and uh, comes to find out that he has not been told the truth. So um, I really, I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, And some of these other ones look really good too. I just can't necessarily remember when all of them are about because King has written so many short stories that even though I've read them all, and you know, sometimes it's just hard to kind of remember what which title goes to which story. So yeah, I know a lot of these like the title looks familiar, but I'm not I'm not 100 like, percent sure. But then there are other. Yeah, <laughs> some exactly. or just some that are just really stand out in my mind, like yeah. something you just really would would never forget. Like the raft is one for me. The yeah. jaunt. Like, I will never forget what those were about because they yeah. just had such an impact on me. Well, I'm seeing on here too that survivor type is is on here and I love that one um is that that's the one right about the the uh, plane that crashes on the beach and island yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. surgeon yeah resorts to some pretty drastic measures to stay alive Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah um yeah yeah, I know they they adapted that one as like um like an animated short right yeah. And so I don't know if that's what this is or if they're like redoing it as a kind of a live action thing, which would be mm, interesting. I don't know if I could, it's bad enough watching it animated, <laughs> let alone yeah. live action, but um, Oh yeah. yeah, it was, it de- yep, adapted into a creep show animated special. Yeah. Yep. yeah. With voice by Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was only two years ago. So yeah, I wonder if this is, if it's that one or if it's a, a new one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but um, definitely we'll be checking it out this weekend to see because yeah. um, these, like I said, it, and and some of the Im- interviews I think will be really good too. Yeah, watch as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. I like I said, I'm hoping that you know I'll I'll have time to watch here and there. Um, but having a toddler sometimes gets in the way of everything yeah. that I want to do. So <laughs> yeah, and I don't remember um, if it says that it's going to be. I'm going to, I would assume that they would make it available to watch after the fact. If you can't watch it as it's streaming, then I'm hopefully it'll be available somewhere to watch later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check it, check it out. It's um, the Barker street cinema.ca website. You can go there. Um, what was the other link? Was there another link? <laughs> I mean, maybe like the, to the Twitter uh, right. uh, viewers can also interact with festival by following yeah. on Twitter at Stephen King, RLZ. <laughs> Or by following the hashtag, uh, hashtag Stephen King rules. So yeah, definitely that's that's very exciting. And we hope that, you know, you all have a chance to watch some of those films as well. Um, but our second story that we're going to do a little bit deeper of a dive into is, uh, this comes to us from Vanity Fair. It's an exclusive. Um, they also had an exclusive on the stand before it premiered last year. And Vanity Fair just, they do amazing stuff. But this is an exclusive first look at Lisey's story, which is an Apple Plus Apple TV Plus uh, series starring Julianne Moore and Clive Clive Owen. I almost said Clive Barker. (laughs) Clive (laughs) Owen. um, Based on the 2006 novel called Lisey's Story. We'll kind of get into the synopsis a little bit. Um, But this is uh, just kind of like a first glimpse, not necessarily behind the scenes, but kind of like, you know, if you're not familiar with the book, um, this piece kind of tells you a little bit about the story. It doesn't give away the entire plot, um, but it says, you know, and it also kind of goes into who's playing whom. This cast, Vanessa, is amazing. Like I knew Julianne Moore and Clive Owen were in this. And if you haven't seen them on screen together in like Children of Men, for example, which was fantastic, 
I'm just like, I'm so excited to see them as, as leads again. Um, but this is again, an Apple plus TV series debuts June 4th. Um, so the show is again, based on the 2006 novel stars, Julian Moore as the widow of a world famous author, Clive Owen, who over the course of his turbulent life discovered a passageway into a parallel dimension that helped him tap uncanny creative, creative energies. His secret was only shared with her, although she struggled to understand it when he was alive. Now that Scott has passed away, that's not a spoiler, that's just like well-established by the way. <laughs> now that Scott has passed away, there are outsiders willing to do anything to gain access to the unpublished materials he left behind, even if it means destroying the woman who meant everything to him. So... Uh, that is a really cool premise. And actually I will be honest in that I never read Lisey's story until I started it. No joke last week. And I'm only about like six chapters in or so, but man, this is a really, it's definitely a romance. It is definitely a love story, you know, um, which is very nice. Um, but it's also, you know, and it kind of like some of it is like centered on like the past, like, you know, actually taking place when Scott was still alive and then some of it in the present at, you know, after he's already passed. And I mean, from what I've been reading already and like, it's, this is going to be a really amazing series, hopefully. Yes. Fingers crossed. You know, yes. We had high hopes before and we were let down, but well, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's so far from what I've seen, this, this is looking like it's going to be very well done. Like you said, it's amazing cast. Um, and this is, this one's a very personal story to Stephen King as well. Um, because you know, he was really inspired by, um, he ended up being hospitalized for pneumonia at some point. And um, he was really concerned that, you know, he wasn't going to make it. And um, he told his wife to prepare for the worst. Um, and then he, when he finally did pull through, he came home and, and Tabitha had uh, started the process of renovating his office. And so it was pretty much empty. Like everything was pulled out of there. And he was like, oh my gosh, maybe I did die. And this is what I've come back to. Um, so he it just got him to thinking about, you know, what that would be like. Um, so this story really came out of that, just thinking of what it would be like for Tabitha once he passes and you know the things that she would have to deal with once I do he's gone. yeah I do want to mention something that is very funny because I know that that's one of the stories that is told about the origins of this novel but the other one is that this is what uh this was the aftermath from when he was hit by that van mm -hmm. and he was in the hospital for a while and mm -hmm. he came home and so there's two conflict I think there's two conflicting stories as to uh, where the idea came from or right. not where the idea came from, but you know, what the circumstances were, but I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe that's his alternate really reality version, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Cause this, um, in the story, there is this like alternate reality place mm -hmm. where her husband pulls his ideas from. And that figures very prominently in what happens throughout the novel. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've read Rose Matter, it's kind of the same premise, except, you know, she walks through a painting to get there. So um, it's, it's really cool. And, you know, of course, all his stories have to have some kind of su supernatural, I mean, or most of them, not all of them, but the vast majority have some kind of supernatural element. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm really, really excited to see this. Um, there are some photos here in the article um, that you can take a look at. And uh, I mean, it's got Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, who plays one of Lizzie's sisters. Um, and then Joan Allen, mm -hmm. who plays another one of her sisters. So I uh, have just fantastic actors in yeah. this. 
and Dane DeHaan as the the crazy guy whose name is escaping me. <laughs> um, but Dane DeHaan, I Jim think Dooley. Is, what's that? Jim Dooley. Jim Dooley. Uh, okay. that, he's an obsessive fan. Okay. That she has to deal with. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's just a fantastic actor. I think he's very underrated, but he's also good at playing like a creepy guy, and <laughs> that definitely you know seems seems like the case here. Um, the guy who plays the one professor. Ron Cephas Jones, he's a really great actor too. Um, yeah, and like it, and you mentioned these photos, like a lot of them are, I would say most of them are, you know, actually very like, they look like very nice scenes between Lizzie and Scott. Um, mm-hmm. But this one that has Joan Allen in it, she doesn't even look like Joan Allen. Mm-hmm. I didn't even recognize that was her until yeah. I read the, until I read the caption, but um, it is definitely, it, it just... I know that you you mentioned like before we started recording, like you haven't read this one in a while and you're like, oh, I might wait until after the series at this point. And I'm like wondering now, like, do I want to wait? Because that's actually <laughs> what I did with The Outsider. I had started yeah. reading it and then I did wait until after it was over and we had done our, you know, analysis and everything. But um, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm so much more fascinated by the rest right. of this story now. And this yeah. is also directed by Pablo Lorraine who did uh, Jackie, that biopic that got Natalie Portman an Oscar nomination a few years ago. Nice. Um, and he says that J.J. Uh, Abrams was is the executive producer and he kind of recruited him to do that. Um, he said to bring a story set largely within the title character's head onto the screen. He directs in kind of a hypnotic inside out way, Abrams said. His a- approach lent itself well to a story that at the very core of it is a very dark, uh, is a very dark and twisted adult fairy tale. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I just wanted to mention as uh, so we were kind of looking through these photos, I love this one of um, Dane DeHaan with the cardboard cutout yeah. of, of Scott Landon, who is the author played by Clive Owen. He's like, yeah. it's like, I don't know if he's like taking a selfie or doing a video or something. It's it so looks like bizarre. A, it looks like a little, yeah, like a handheld uh, little camcorder. It, yeah. Like he's videoing yeah. himself and he's, he looks very disturbed. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is, and what's really interesting that I, I had no idea about this, but you know, because we have, you just mentioned like the character played by Jim, uh, Dane DeHaan, Stephen King has had brushes with obsessive fans, pretty dangerous ones that mm-hmm. I didn't really know about. Um, there, he says that, uh, this was years ago when him and his son Owen were at a basketball game and this guy broke into Stephen King's home in Maine. Um, he said he was he was from Texas. So he came all the way up from Texas. He was convinced that I had somehow stolen his aunt's idea for misery and Tabitha was home and she heard like glass break. So she came down this guy standing in the kitchen holding a package. And he said to Tabitha, this is a bomb, which it didn't turn out to be. He said it was a lot of pencils and erasers and things that were wired together with bread ties, but still, I mean, and everybody knows where Stephen King lives. I mean, I, I was in Maine last year, uh, visiting friends and we went, you know, drove up to his house and I stood there and took pictures out front of it. So yeah, it is terrifying. (laughs) I can't imagine how, I mean, it's bad enough to have someone just a stranger in your home, but let alone you have that kind of threat hanging over you and you you don't know if they're telling the truth or not. Uh, it's just yeah. unimaginable. Um, I did, I did like this other story <laughs> he shared in here as well. Um, said that he was chased around by one guy who was convinced that he killed John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> 
He said he, sh- he shows up in Banger sometimes and hands out his little leaflets about how there was a conspiracy between me and Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon to kill Lennon because of his anti-war stance. So, <laughs> all kinds out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at least that guy's only handing out leaflets and not breaking yes. into breaking into his homes. But thank goodness. Yeah. yeah so, um, I have a proposition for you, Sam. Since yep. you you said you weren't sure you wanted to stop reading the novel, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and read it? And then I'll remain relatively unspoiled. And okay. then we'll do our analysis based off of that, where you can kind of delve into the things that they got wrong. And I can just kind of give a more fresh perspective. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that could be no, fun. I, 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 haven't, I haven't been relatively unspoiled for a, a King work in a long, long time. Yeah. 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 No, let's do that. All right. So I, I'll, I'll read it and you'll do uh, the, the, well, the unsullied. Yes, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Sorry, can't can't resist a Game of Thrones reference when it, when it comes not. up. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this one? Um, no, I just like I said, I'm excited. To, I don't remember if did they have a date in here or when it's. Premiering. I think June June fourth. Okay. Yeah, and so, it was going to be fairly soon. Yeah, two so, months or so. Yeah. So good. That'll be something, and it's um, it's going to be a weekly release I believe I don't think, I think it's so, going to be yeah, yeah. it's going to be like some of the other ones that have been all on Apple TV so yeah. which is nice because then that gives us plenty of time to record and discuss and, and yes. share before the next episode comes out so yeah looking forward to that um we will uh have you know some other content between now and then uh mm-hmm. not 100% decided on what we'll be coming out with but definitely you know stay tuned we'll we'll be back with some uh, a little bit more regular content than after our little hiatus after the stand. <laughs> so, yeah. well, um, like I said, we, we all I think needed... we both needed, you know, we needed a break, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which definitely. is fine. Um, one thing I did want to just say uh, before we close the door on this news is that um, King at the very end of the article was talking about um, the complexity of the story. Uh, he just said, I don't want to put anyone off. It's not a simple story. It's not A to B to C. You hope the audience will understand there are secrets here. There are really big secrets and hope they'll stick with the show, find those things and unravel them. I think everything becomes clear fairly soon, which is fine with me. I like things to kind of unfold, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, not, a, I don't necessarily want it to be completely slow paced, but I don't want to get you know all of the reveals very early on i think it's nice to kind of have to puzzle things out as you go so yeah it's exciting yeah definitely i'm like i said i'm i was already you know very interested in this one just based on the little that i did know about it and now that i've actually started reading it and now seeing you know the rest of the cast and everything i'm i'm really excited for this one on the other hand i'm also you know (laughs) don't want to get too excited because we know what happened with the stand yes i will say Although I really do enjoy this story, one, like I said, I haven't read it in a while, so I don't remember everything about it. And two, it's not one that is just as near and dear to my heart as something like The Stand or It. Yeah. I mean, those, I guess I'm just really hard to please <laughs> because I I just love those books so much that, you know, anything less than what I've imagined in my head is just never going to live up to my expectations. So they had a tall order to fill. They did. And I don't blame you. I don't think that that's, you know, that's definitely not you or any other fan of Stephen King being picky. Um, Yeah. So, all right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode, right? It does. All right. So short and sweet. Yes. Short and sweet.
listeners for joining us for this episode of Needful King. You can find the podcast on Podbean, SoundCloud, as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. And please take a minute to give us a rate and review on the platform of your choice. You never know, we may read yours on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Needful King for news and updates. And we'd also like to credit Ryan Creep for the use of his wonderfully airy original composition for our intro and outro music. You can find him on YouTube at Ryan Creep. We hope you enjoyed this episode, Constant Listeners, and be sure to come back next time.